Welcome to Events Heist, the game show about post-COVID events and the event professionals that run them. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Kunmi and Toby. Kunmi is the CEO and founder at Myris Events. Hear his war story of when the headliner band failed to appear at his big concert. Toby is the CEO at WoW Connect and the Game Master at Fun and Banter. Find out how she handled when winning invitations for 1,500 people ended up being 2,500 people. What's the most stressful event that you've ever organized? Tell me about it. The most stressful? I think it would be a social event I did for 2,500 people because social events are not as um, cut and dried as as corporate and other live events. So I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so we had planned for maybe 1,500 people. And then we had 2,500 people. And that's a, that's a thing in this part of the world. That's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. It's a thing. It? You know, I had it's a thing. For events that you're not very strict with your invitation and it seems interesting, they want to be there. There's yeah, lots right. of lots to eat. There's entertainment. They will be there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> was, I think I did about 50,000 steps that day. We planned. It was a beautiful event. It was a beautiful wedding. And we still wanted it to be what we had in our heads, despite the fact that the clients had done, had gone against some things we had discussed. So there was still enough food. They were having a good time. All the gaps that were there, people didn't notice. But it was intense. It was very stressful. The people management, making sure there was still circulation space, making sure people were not overwhelmed, the security and stuff. It was really stressful. I think that's the one that comes to mind. And I have said, you know what, this, this is not my thing. <laughs> Doing events where we cannot plan for the number of people. And some people are extremely good at it. I made it work. The client still loves me. But... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Fair enough. Give us your best war story. This is my favorite part. It's what, it's what events high sold about. So no one's, got, event- no one's got a story like events people. Nobody. Not in corporate world anyway. <laughs> so I was in this event. It was, was a concert. And we're meant to fly in guests from different countries. And the guests were typically meant to get visas to go, come to Nigeria. And my client, for some reason, had opted for the option of visas on arrival. This was years ago. Uh, so, I mean, the processes now are different from the processes then. It's pretty easy right now. But back then, you had to apply for the visas on arrival, pay for them, then go through all the processes. It was going to take a bit of time. I kept hounding the client that, let's do this. And I was like, oh, we have time. We have time. And then one day I'm sitting in his office. This is um, two days to the event. I see a ticket on his table and I'm like, hey, whose ticket is this? He says, it's a friend of mine is coming in from the States. I say, okay, does he have a visa? He says, no. I say, okay. So when things started to get pretty funny was when his friend got in, his friend called him and said, hey, yeah, my customs, they're not letting me go. They're sending me back to the States. <laughs> they put him back on the next flight, back to the States. Then my client started to panic. <laughs> he said, you know what? Let's go and make the payments now. So we made the payments. Of course, there was a process. So it wasn't just make the payments and the visas come out. There's a process. There were some other guys at the airport as at when we were making the payments, they didn't allow them to fly. Hey, we made the payments. We're processing the documents. They allowed those guys to fly. Now those guys were coming in as a band for the headliner. 
headline, I got to the airport and they said, you can't fly. Your, 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 the visa process is incomplete, you can't fly. And that was it. We didn't have a headliner for the event. Oh, no. Yeah. As in... What, so what did you do there? I told the clan. I said, this is what it is. You can't have the headliner. And <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And the clan came to me and said, you know what, let's do everything. Can we get a private jet? I said, dude. <laughs> this is yeah, a rocket private jet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she a long time ago, she, she ain't coming. And so we had to improvise, use all the other acts. It was, it was, it was disastrous. Oh, it was. That does know. sound very stressful. At, at that time, at that time, I wanted to just lay back and say, you know what? I kept, and everybody was like, come, it's your fault. I'm like, it can't be my fault. I was telling them, they say, no, you didn't press hard enough. It's your fault. I said, okay, I'll take the fall. And that was it. It's never happened again. It, it can't happen again. <laughs> Those kind of things will happen twice. Indeed. Oh, my. Toby, you're all five. Do you have any good attendee stories that you want to share? Mm. Funny, crazy, whatever. Any memorable stories about attendees? Crazy. It wasn't really, this wasn't really crazy. It was a bit hilarious. So we had this event one time and... Uh, some of the attendees that were meant to be celebrities. So this particular guest comes in without an invite. And the security is like, wait, where's, where's your invite? And she says, look at me. Don't I look like a celebrity? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't work like that. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I said, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> But does a celebrity yeah. have to say, don't I look like a celebrity? That's so, Toby, have you watched anything or read anything recently that you'd like to share with other event professionals? I think, what's that book we just read? The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Why I would share that is because I think what COVID taught everyone was just take it easy. I think event professionals, whilst this was, um, I think what... Um, this period taught event professionals, we move really fast. We're all adrenaline junkies, all of us. And sometimes family suffers. Life is not just our work. So I, I love that book. I think everybody needs to, should read books like that, where you just need to take 360, take everything, and not just live with purpose, basically. And I think the good thing is, um, at least for me, and a lot of colleagues I know, doing events is part of our purpose because we make people happy. We're connecting people. It is, but we still have to leave everything in moderation and be very purposeful and intentional about our life. Do you think event professionals are adrenaline junkies? Because it's the first time I've heard someone actually say that, but it makes a lot of sense to me. I totally agree. We live for the thrill. That's, that's, what, that's what we're about. We, we live for the thrill. We want to see. We like the energy. We live for the energy, not just like it. That's what we want to see. Must have done a huge number on event professionals. A huge number because you're not getting your fix, so to speak. And you're getting the equivalent stress, but you're not getting the walking around yes. <laughs> that allows you to flush that from your system. Yeah. I think that's the danger of virtual events is that the stress is as high, if not higher, because one yes. wrong button press and it's the equivalent of the building collapsing. And it's yes. just nothing there. But you're sitting there for six hours at a time. There's no relief. There's no, at least when in an in-person, you walk around and you and, and you can flush that adrenaline, but you can't do that. What do you secretly desire the most when you're at an event? 
secretly desire mm-hmm. and sleep <laughs> while this is happening. So what one of the things most, one of the things I love the most when I'm planning events, I try to put a structure in place that makes me redundant when the event starts. What that means is that all the systems are in place, all my people are in place, so I really don't have to keep running around. That's always my dream, and it happens quite a good number of times. Not all the time, you know, but that's my dream, so that I can view the event as a guest. So that's mm. one of the things I love to do during my events. It, it helps with feedback, and it helps with us um, planning better. Good advice. If you could give one piece of advice to event professionals running events at the moment. I'll say that. Don't panic. It will eventually work out. Really. Whatever it is that is happening, either before or during or after the event, panic will never solve anything. You always get better results from a place of calm and peace than from a place of panic. And um, we need to learn to differentiate between a sense of panic and a sense of urgency, mm. which is as event professionals, urgency and not panic yet. Do you have any good tools to, to suggest to reduce hmm. panic or to control panic for event professionals? What do you do? Do you get some tricks? In- I think it's things you do before then. I'm very big on affirmations. So they'll know that you need to affirm, say what you want to see during your events. That's one thing. And um, just um, so my, my, my first, I, I always have a question at the back of my mind is um, what's the worst that can happen? And another thing I do before my events is we try to do a pre-mortem, not a, um, a post-mortem typically is you talking about all the things that went wrong after your event. And a pre-mortem is you talking about everything that could go wrong before your event. So it puts you in a better place um, because you start to think of the craziest things before the event. So it puts you in a better place to handle um, Morphe's law, which states that what anything that can go wrong will go wrong. A pre-mortem will help you to define Morphe's law, so to speak. I love this concept of pre-mortem. Tell us more about when you run it, the format, what you do from it. It's the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, so what you, what you typically do is you, you probably sit down with your team, you, you sit down with your team and you consider the event as a failure. And then you start to ask yourself, what are all the things that, could, that went wrong, that could have gone wrong? From, from the beginning to the end. The event, so in your mind, the event was a total disaster. So you're trying to mitigate, yeah. you're ask yourself what were the things that went wrong and then you start to deal yeah. with them from there, so to speak. This is really interesting. And how long before the event do you do it? Is it in the planning yeah. phase? Is it like when, what stage do you do it at? It, it's in a phase when you've more or less um, agreed on everything you want to do for the event. So it's easier okay. to see. So yes. it's it's... Okay, but you've already agreed on these are all the things you want to do. So okay. it's easier for you to see and to also yeah. see the things that you are not doing. You didn't mm. think you probably maybe you didn't think about having an ambulance on site, or you didn't think about like in Nigeria, yeah. you didn't think about having a backup generator, all of that. You start to think yeah. of all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think that's fantastic advice. I think that's something I'm gonna do myself. Because I've not heard of that before, and it's it makes a lot of sense. No point doing a postmortem. <laughs> I still don't know. What do you think the future of events looks like past the three-year mark? Gazing into your crystal ball. 
I see, I see a huge amount of collaboration amongst event professionals. I'm talking global collaborations. And this is me here in Nigeria doing something with someone in, in the UK or the States. I see a lot of global co collaborations taking place. And um, I see a lot happening with tech. And I, and I always say this, it's a personal conviction. Data is the new oil. I, I see a lot happening with content creation in the event space, a whole lot happening and there we tap into it the better 